0: First of all, I apologize for some of the technical difficulties you're going to hear through this podcast. I purposely left the mistakes in because I don't know what it is about me. I guess it's one of my toxic traits. I like having mistakes in stuff that I do, and I'll leave it in. Recently, Holy Spirit told me that his kings are coming. God knows the kingdom needs them, right? When I was first getting to know Josh, he told me he was in the king-building business, and that intrigued me. I'd never heard of that concept before. After spending time with Josh, my eyes were enlightened, and now I know that he is called to do it. Hear me out, listeners. In God's kingdom, kings exist, but they're not like the ones portrayed in fairy tales. Their stories are messy and filled with lots of ups and downs, and sometimes they don't look like kings. Don't worry, though. If they choose to persevere, And if we support them, they'll get on their thrones. Make no mistake about it, the kings are coming. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters, and that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. Josh Wilson. I met Josh Wilson through a mutual friend of ours, Ellis Hammond. He is the founder of what was called Kingdom Capitalists, is now called Kingdom REI. He's kicking butt in real estate. A uh, former former pastor turn, or missionary turned into m- multi-million dollar real estate professional. <laughs> yeah. But... um He, you know, me and him were talking and he said, Josh Wilson is someone you need to meet. And Josh Wilson and I, Josh and I talked, I think a few times before I finally, the timing was right. This is about a month ago. I made the drive from Orlando to Ocala to meet this man. And I'm so glad I did because right away I knew that he was part of my tribe. I knew like this guy is someone if I had to go to war, I want him fighting beside me. Um, and in a world today where it feels like people are afraid to fight, not only physically but like spiritually. I'm talking like fighting for, you know, getting dirty to protect what's yours and to get get what's yours. Um, and I just... He had that edge. Josh, you had that edge. And I knew this was someone I need to get to know. So Josh, but you're really
1: muted. And I don't think it's me. I think maybe the wire bumped. It's... Maybe check yours. I'm, I'm good. Oh, you sound awesome now. That's my... Dude, I've been having so many technical difficulties. I just reset up our studio. And I'm sure I screwed something up. We just had a consultant come out here and fix all this stuff. And I
0: probably messed with it. So we'll blame it all on me. Um, <laughs> you, you I know. don't mind taking the blame. But, I, I, you know, one thing I love about the podcast is, like, uh, I'm really laid back. And I don't feel like I need to be perfect so we're going to keep this because dude, I set you up so beautifully. You sounded now. Everyone wants to get to know you because you sound so <laughs> often. <awesome. laughs> well, thank man.
1: I appreciate you. I, I read your lips and I heard m- most of what you said, you know, uh, Ellis Hammond, uh, he was one of the first guys that I started, uh, that I had an opportunity to work with. And, um, and I know we're going to talk about this today on chasing kingdom, chasing the kingdom and and, uh, he was one of the guys that God showed me to, to 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 do some work with, and ever since Ellis, man, he set the bar high for guys to you know to guys to work with because he's a he's a good dude. I'm not gonna blow his head up anymore because uh, he's he's crushing it right now. But uh, yeah, let's dive in today, man. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me, buddy.
0: But you know it, it's it's interesting because I was like thinking about what should we talk about. Um, and we don't even have to stay on that subject. I want you to talk about whatever you want to talk about, whatever God leads you. But I this podcast episode could be around developing kings because you know when I, when I met with you, that was the that was the thing the theme that I heard coming from you was that your calling was to develop kings. and right now the world needs kings. We need masculine men who love Jesus uh, despite their messiness, chasing after God and, you know, making some impact in the kingdom. Um, So I know that's your forte. Like what what brought you to that? What brought you to that being your calling? Uh, I've told this story before. I don't really like talking about this. I think as a guy...
1: Uh, as a masculine man, raised by my father Bruce Wilson, who was a badass Vietnam vet, Purple Hearts, been you know shot twice, gutted, crashed multiple helicopters, spent almost a full year in in the hospital. Age ten, he taught me how to how to kill people. He taught me to shoot and wrestle and fight. He um he taught me you know how to be a man's man. But what? I'm learning now. And what my dad learned in his seventies before he passed was that's only one part of being a man, being able to fight for, you know, what you believe in and, and take a, take a hit. And I've taken many, many hits in the face and in my bank account, in my relationships, I've taken many hits. Um, you know, like one thing about being a man is being able to take a hit, a big hit and keep going. But what I learned later in life, I'm now 40 something and my dad was 70 when he started to learn it. So hopefully I can teach my son to learn it maybe earlier on and teach other men to do this. One part about being a a masculine man is being able to talk about tough things, not just like what's your view on abortion or gender or uh, political stuff, but like be able to like talk about things that I struggle with today. Right. I think it's I think as a guy we want to go, this is what I went through in the past and I made it through. And here's how you could do it too. And I wrote a best selling book about it, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think as a guy we want to do that. What I think guys struggle with in, in real masculinity, true masculinity, I think is this is being able to say, This is what I'm struggling with today. This is what I struggled with and overcame yesterday. And this is what i might go through tomorrow. But I could talk about it with other men. I could cry about it. I could talk about it. I could talk about my fears. And I could say, I'm afraid. I'm pissing my pants because I'm I'm scared. This is terrifying and I don't know what to do. Or I'm hurting and I'm raising my hand going, I need help. So like this whole thing of developing kings, you know, you said, where did I gather this calling, if you would? I was on a bridge thinking of killing myself because I was... I. I cashed out my government pension to build a fitness technology company. I felt that I was doing the right thing. I was helping people. I was uh, giving. I was taking care of my wife. I was being a loving community member. I was showing up as a man as best as I knew how. But I couldn't get this thing working. And it failed miserably. And then when I went to go, when the money went out of the bank account, and people are showing up, going, "Where's our rent? Or where's our, you know, whatever? Pay, pay us. You owe us money." I couldn't do it, and I couldn't go get a job. I, I applied for so many different jobs, and even uh, I applied for a job at like Publix, bagging groceries, and they have you take a test, and the the test revealed that I was too entrepreneurial, and they didn't hire me. I couldn't get a job for the life of me, so I had to drive two hours to go work at a moving company to lift heavy stuff. And I would stay at my brother-in-law's house and I would do that for, uh, you know, five or six days. And then I'd come back to my wife and my newborn with a pocket full of cash and be able to pay my bills. But I was one day I was so distraught. I do, could I, do you mind if I
0: keep going? Cause I'm kind of going oh, on a please. No, I want you to keep going. This is right now. This is the Josh show. Okay.
1: Thank you for that. And I think that men need to share their testimony. Past, present, future. But here I was working my ass off, trying to pay the bills, trying to make it work. And I couldn't, and I'm a hard worker. I I would work, I would wake up at four in the morning. I'd start reading books about business, about money, about internet marketing, about building, you know, whatever. And I'd work my butt off till nighttime and tried to fill in the gaps with, you know, taking care of my family and trying to spend time. But I was working and nothing worked. And I just felt worthless. I had family members, friends tell me, go get a job. You're worthless. I'm like, I'm trying to, I try to get a job. I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to build this. This is what I felt like I was supposed to do. And I'm, and I poured myself into it. I went all in and it didn't work. So nobody has to tell Josh to work harder. Nobody has to tell Josh that you're, you know, you're a piece of crap. Nobody has to beat me up because I'm really good at it myself. And there's an enemy out there who we identify as Satan, who does the same thing, who will beat you up, who will destroy your self-worth. And I know there's a lot of dudes out there who go, yeah, I get it, Josh, man, we're on the same page. I have a lot of education, man. I, I've got, you know, I went to college. I, uh, I've got my four-year bachelor's degree. I went, uh, I was a firefighter par- paramedic, so I had to do an additional two years. I'm a real estate agent that I had to do time for. And then I had to do four years of extra training and and improving myself to become a real estate broker. And I've I've built millions of dollars worth of stuff. And here I was, and I couldn't even pay my grocery bills. We had to get on food stamps and we had to like, man, it's embarrassing, right? Like you're going through this. And I felt alone and I wasn't talking to anybody about it. People were like, how are you, man? And I was like, I'm great. This optimistic Josh, I was trying to push through and like, man, I'm, I'm trying really hard. But inside, and I wasn't great at all. And one day, because I wasn't sleeping and I didn't want to wake up the wife or the newborn baby, I would go on these just long walks and I would listen to like teaching or, or self-improvement, all of Tony Robbins stuff and all the Zig Ziglar stuff and all of the, everybody. And I'm listening to stuff and I'm going, I feel worthless, man. And uh, one day I was, it was, the sun was just coming up and I was in Jacksonville beach crossing over uh, one of the bridges And I was just standing there and I looked, I was standing on the bridge and I'm, I'm distressed, man. And I'm not talking to anybody about this. This was about 2013. And I thought about jumping. I was like, what if I just jumped right now? And I was a medic before. So I saw blood hit the ground and, and how bodies like look after they hit the ground. And I was like, yeah, this height will do. I've seen enough of these where I know that this bridge will, will take care of my pain. And I just felt God say, who are you? Do you mind if I cuss one more time? I don't know how many cuss words you're about to. I give you permission. I, yeah, I I felt God. And this is, I'm not saying this just for shock value. I'm just saying that this was the real conversation I had with God, which was the first real conversation I ever had with God. He goes, who are you? And I go, I don't know who the fuck I am. He goes, finally. He goes, figure that out and you're going to help some dudes. He talked to me. That's how I felt. He talked to me and it might not have been like that. It wasn't like clouds parting from the sky, but that was that's what I felt in my heart. I got that tattooed on my arm today. Who am I? because i think i think as guys our identity is getting like attacked bro and it's not just it's not just spiritual warfare it's not just satan versus you know good versus evil manhood's getting attacked fatherhood's getting attacked being a us citizen being attacked being a white dude being this being that being straight being whatever They're like, our identity is constantly under attack. And if you don't have a a solid foundation in who you are, you're going to lose. And if you don't know you're in the battle dudes, you're going to lose every single battle you don't know you're in. So developing Kings, man, like I have businesses, I have a real estate business. I have a PR business. I have a um, commercial insurance business, but my charter for living is to build Kings, to develop Kings. Um, and I also do business, right? Like, but that, that's my, that's my drivers because I know how bad I hurt. And I had, I was blessed, man. I had friends that would just show up with food. I never went homeless. There's people out there with worse stories than me, but every story, every story is important and every pain is important and we can't just diminish it, go, oh, they have it worse than us. No, there's a lot of guys out there who they're going, I have it worse. And I, and I believe you. And then there's guys who are saying, I don't have it that bad. And I believe you, but every single pain is important because it's relevant to who you are. And I'm telling you in that moment of pain, like if you don't have a firm foundation or in on who you are as a man and where you stand with God, you're going to lose the battle.
0: That's deep. Um, Andrea was telling me a about- this story uh, she was reading about this author, she wasn't Christian or anything, but she wanted to prove that it was easier to be a man. And so I guess for a year, he lived as a man and and did her life as a man. And at the end of her experiment, she was so distraught because she realized how hard men have it and I get she went to a deep depression and she committed suicide. Um, and it's just hard to be a man nowadays. You know, um, I, I'm not the type to do pity parties and all this. It's just that that's if anyone knows me, that's not me. But it, it's true. Man, men are under attack. Um, and I love that you're doing this because it's messy. I was thinking about bef- before our call, and I was just talking with God. And he was just showing me that kings aren't born, you know, they're developed. They have to go through pain and and through the fire, they get worked. And I think we have just this weird expectation of not just men, but people that everything has to be right. Even in, especially in the Christian church, I, I think we're so linear, we think so linearly in the church that... There's a formula for everything. There has to be an A, B, C, D, E. But I look at my life and it's been messy. And I've gone forward five steps, but then take 10 steps back. And you lose hope and you're wondering, you know, wow, is there a future? And then like what happened to you? People send food, you know, God sends the raven and you're depressed and you don't feel like seeking him and you don't feel like doing anything. One minute you're, calling fire down from heaven and then the next minute you are hiding um, and the world is just tough and like you said men part of masculinity is not giving up it's holding on to that hope and eventually getting back up and going again so you went through like this really hard time how did you go from being you know depressed, and suicidal to all of a sudden you are helping other people, other men become kings. Before we go there, man, has anybody ever told
1: you you have great hair?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm, I, I love hearing it every time. So thank you. <laughs>
1: right, you have good hair. All right. So back to how do I go from, you know, thoughts of suicide to helping other people? <laughs> I think that, I think that this, the this cheat code formula for life is this. If you have a problem and you're trying to solve it for yourself, right? You're going to spend hours and hours and hours trying to figure out this problem unless you give up. If you give up, then, you know, someone else will have to figure out the problem. But if you have a problem, you're going to spend a lot of time. You're going to become you know, obsessed with it because people will do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure, right? That's that's a proven thing, right? So you have this pain in your life. and, And if you're serious about it, you could either Seek to solve the problem and to ease the pain. Or you could drink the pain or smoke the pain away or do whatever. You can, you know, go hook up with a bunch of chicks or go look at porn all day. And you can, you can, you can mask the pain or, or drown it or, or cover it in whatever. Or if you face the pain and you try to fix it, here's what happens. This is the cheat code. As you, as you get better at fixing this pain and making it go away, You spend a lot of time doing it, and you become good at it. So I spent decades, 20 years, trying to figure out my identity piece of who I am. And all of a sudden, I started getting pretty good at it. Maybe not specifically for me, but people would come along, people like Ellis, for example, and he would start talking with me. And I was noticing things right off the bat, my discernment for certain things on the issues of men were just coming to me very clear because I've spent thousands of the thousands of hours trying to figure it out for myself. So as I'm trying to go over here, you know, I've been bankrupt, I've been on food stamps, and I've go- I've gone through the the shit of life, like financially, and you know, we've got we've had some hard knocks and loss of family, and you know, I've lost some best friends who committed suicide, and I've I've gone through really hard knocks. And as I'm trying to figure out the meaning of life and the purpose of manhood, every once in a while, I'd look up and some guy would be asking me for help. And I'd be like, kind of like brushing them off, like, hey, man, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure this out over here. Why are you asking me for help? I'm a crap show over here. And I'd be like, just here you go, do this or whatever. And I'd give them some type of tool or some type of input. And then we'd come back and they'd be like, hey, man, that was super helpful. Could we spend some more time together? I'm like, are you kidding me? I have no time. And then I'd be like, just do this. And then they would, you know, go do it and come back and be like, "Hey man, that that really helped." So like <laughs> the cheat code is as you're fixing your own pain, apply help other people, and we do this by us guys talking about it. The Bible says this in Revelations. They shall defeat the enemy by the blood of Jesus. That's what Jesus has done for us. The word of our testimony, guys, and we shall not fear our life until the death, right? But the second one is this testimony thing. We're supposed to talk about our stuff, man. We're supposed to go, here's what I went through. Here's how I came through it. That's a cheat code. As you figure this out for yourself, you share it with other people. So then when you start sharing it, what happens is this pain starts to subside. And as I realized, as I started to help other people with these pain things that I just maybe learned this morning, I didn't have as much pain. So I'm not just doing it purely altruistically because I want to, you know, help the world. I'm doing it because it's selfish too. One, I feel like it's my charter for living, but the more dudes I help, the more clarity I have over here, the less pain I have over here. And the more money I make over here, guys show up with money. They want to pay me for this. So like, as we turn our pain to some level of purpose... Pain starts disappearing and you help more people. It's, it's crazy. And here I am still trying to build my real estate company and insurance company and all these other things. When I have this beautiful thing in front of me, that's just, you know, like I get to help dudes. and I get to hang out with really cool guys and show them who they are, remind them who they are, look them in their eyes and say, I love you. And it freaks people out. They're like, what do you mean? You love me? I'm like, I love you. You're a fellow human. Your brother and if you believe in this guy named Jesus then, then then we're we're bonded for eternity. Right? So I don't know, man. That's 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 how you go from depression and anxiety to some level of purpose is as you're don't focus on your own pain, start helping and fix your pain and others in the community and then it starts to it doesn't go away like that, man. It takes time and
0: but over time it just it's not as much. You know, Josh lives what he preaches, guys. Um he he texted me one day like John, I love you. And it okay. caught me by surprise because no guys do that for me. And it felt so good, brother. It yeah. felt so good when you did that. I had to go, I love you too. You know, and it, it's you know, it's uh man, we that that's gonna be another podcast, but you know, one of the things that I I believe is deficient in in the in a church is the dynamic of brotherhood and sisterhood, but that's another podcast. I uh, I think you said a key word there, purpose. That that word just jumped out at me before I got onto the call. Because what I'll do is I'll take notes on, like, I'll I'll, if I hear something from the spirit, I'll take notes, and I'll have I had your name in my notebook and. I'll put notes that I hear Holy Spirit tell me so that um, I could know where this podcast episode is going. And one of the words was purpose. Like there is a deficient, there is a, uh, uh, people don't have, men don't have purpose and that's why they're not becoming kings. And I want to add this story. I remember when I got saved, I decided I'm going to read the Bible from front to back and just do it you know, straight from Genesis to Revelation. And I was so excited that I would eventually get to David. David's God's man. David had the heart had the heart of God. It's a man after God's own heart. And I remember reading halfway through David's story and having to stop and close the Bible. And I looked up at the ceiling, like I was looking up at God, and I said, That's your man? <laughs> And I was just like, I was like, this guy, you know, because I was like, this guy, I was angry at David for some of the stuff, you know, like you killed your best friend to steal his wife. And, and how could you let that relationship, how could you bless it by making it the, the, the part of the chain where Jesus comes through? You know, how did you get all those priests killed? You know, like, they were just minding their own business. And you had all of them slaughtered because of your bad decision, you know. And I remember being so upset and and then hearing that this is God's man. And as time went on and life went on and I had my own battles and, you know, my own journey, my expectations start to mature. And I think if we are going to have the kings come forward, because the kings are coming, guys. And I'm talking to you lis- listeners you men, who God is calling to be kings, and you women who have many in your life who are called to be kings, the kings are coming. And so, I, I believe that's a prophetic word. But if they're gonna, if they're gonna be able to come, our expectations are gonna need to mature, and we're gonna need to realize this journey can be messy, very, very messy, and it's gonna take God's grace and and love to bring these kings up. But purpose, what is your viewpoint on the relevancy or the importance of purpose in a man's life? Yeah, a guy without a mission? Dude, I tell you,
1: guys, you know, <laughs> our mission in life is not to put some other guy's name on our back and and yell at, you know, men on a field chasing balls, right? Like that's not our purpose, but that's where Us guys, that's where we expend. That that's where our excitement goes. That's where the the greatest of our joys is when someone takes a dead pig and crosses a line. Like that's when the 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 world erupts and that's when we come to life. You know, and that happens every Friday night, football or rugby or soccer or whatever. You know, that's great, man. Those are things. But then, what happens as soon as you turn off that game, you you die. Like you're you're like you just show up and you clock in, you clock out of work. You wake up, you make your coffee, you you pack your kids lunch, send them off to school, drive them to school, whatever. And you just show up as a robot until like a sports game comes on. I'll tell you, man, like it's purpose and in, in mission that drives us, that lights our heart on fire, that that fires us up inside. So that we're excited to show up to work because we're on a mission. We're excited to 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 pay that bill or to to invest in that business or to, to give generously or, or to take our kid to a soccer game because you go, you look at your kid and you go, you know, my, my son, we go, that's my son. And my mission, my purpose is to help that dude grow up to be awesome. I'm going to do it at my best, right? Like, so I'm excited about that. But a guy without a purpose, dude, is me on a bridge thinking to kill myself because I lacked vision. It, the Bible says my people perish for lack of vision. If you can't see your mission or your vision or your purpose, you will perish, right? So everything wraps around for a guy. We know it from the very beginning. God made Adam and he goes, hey, uh, tend this garden, name those animals. Here's a hot chick. Take care for, you know, like, right? Like we had a mission from day one and it's to create, it's to protect, it's to provide, it's to like work, right? It's, it's good when we don't do that, man, we start to, what's that? Idle hands are the devil's best friend, right? Yeah. So we could talk about later on, man, like what to do if you lack purpose or if you're like, man, Josh, I don't know what it is. Like, I'll, I'll help you. I'll give you some tools. But like, man, everything's surrounded around a guy needs something to do. And if they don't have a mission to fight, they get bored. And when we get bored, we create chaos. I do. Yes. Anybody there out there?
0: I got my hand raised. <laughs> they need, we need vision, and I will say this, you know, it, it's my opinion that I think men are made to lay down their life. Like I, I, I gotta tell you, I have never felt so alive for when I felt like there was something worthy to die for, and. You know, I remember when I got saved, I was so wrecked by God's love. I was so surprised, so surprised that he was real. And I actually got saved from a very tumultuous um, situation where my life was in danger. And when when I realized how real it was, I wanted to die for him. Like that was actually my prayer. Like, I, w- I would pray, God, please, please let me die for you. I never thought I would make it to 35 because I, I got doing that. I think men are created to lay down our lives. Mm.
1: That's interesting, man. I want to I wanna really ponder on that because Jesus did say greater love has no man than one. He lays down his life for another. And that was Jesus's purpose from day one. You know, Emmanuel, God with us, he came with a purpose to lay down his life. He knew, you know, from early on that that was going to happen. Um, yeah, man, I really got to ponder on that. That's, that's, that's really interesting. That's our purpose is to lay down life. See hey.
0: hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope, and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace.